Welcome to Level Up Chips, Devil Summoner Raido Kuzanoha versus the Soulless Army. Hello everyone and welcome to Level Up Chips. I am your host Mike Gonzalez and I have with me co-host Max G Logan. I almost said Gonzalez, God. <laughs> and uh, we have a guest co-host, uh, Michael Livingston. Hey. It just so happens to be my uh, editor-in-chief, so... Uh, I only critique you slightly. Okay, I was kind of forced <laughs> to have him here, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that is not true. Not true, not for the true. record. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Sorry, I think you, okay. I think we're good. Um, but how is everybody doing? I'm doing well. We just had our first, or not our first, we just had an all-staff meeting, and then I put you guys on the hook for a minute there while I had to deal with some stuff, but I am really happy to be here. Uh, that we're we're totally fine with you leaving us, you know, hanging for a little bit because we're actually talking a little bit about some of the news that's been going mm. on. Like yesterday, there was a lot that happened with Nintendo, and um, that that's going to be probably our first thing that we talk about. But yeah, definitely. Max, how are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm kind of tired. I just got off of work. Uh, literally every every time we do this podcast, I have to come here from work. It's just kind of. A thing, but you're yeah. welcome. I I'm up to talk about our main topic, and for that, I'm gonna be practically the de facto host. So. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the one that's focusing a little bit more on this because this series that we're gonna be talking about, um, I don't know too much about it. Like I've played it, I've tried playing it, and uh, I I get frustrated a little too easily. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's definitely a prelude to what we're talking about today, but we'll keep it a mystery for now. Yeah. But speaking of uh, frustration, let's get right into the news. Um, we we actually just had a, a Nintendo Direct happen uh, yesterday, which was really fun, really exciting news. Um, but I think the big thing that everyone wants to talk about is uh, a certain cast of uh, Super Mario characters for the new movie. Mm -hmm. um, made by Illumination. Made by Illumination. <laughs> um <laughs> Do you guys watch video game Donkey? Yes. Did you see his reaction to that? I, I actually not. haven't. Oh no. my god, I've never seen him laugh that hard before in my oh, life. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my gosh, I I can't even comprehend that what it would be like. I I basically started coughing like wheezing in a certain <laughs> way when it got announced mm -hmm. because uh, why why don't I just first of all list everybody who's going to be involved in this please do um so the the front runner mario is going to be voiced by, by chris, chris pratt, pratt. Yes. um star lord himself star lord himself and andy from parks and rec um and then luigi will be charlie day you might know him from it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah um and i think max was talking about how he was like the it, purple guy in Monsters University. Yeah, that's. I mean, everyone knows him as you know Charlie from. It's always sunny, but, right? You know, it, that's just another thing he's done because Mike was like, "Oh, well, I don't know any other parts he's done." And I didn't I like, know if he actually did voice acting before this, so mm -hmm. that was kind of wild. Um, okay, what else? What else? Donkey Kong. <laughs> this is the best. Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. <laughs> like, well, who does, who, who made just, that decision? I don't know because it has made some of the best memes, some of the best <laughs> tweets where it's just, hey, hey, Mario, don't take my bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't comprehend what that is going to be like, and I'm scared to even yeah. think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, some oh. of the other characters, uh, what, what, what were you about to say? Well, no, just go on. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so basically, uh, Keegan-Michael Key is going to be Toad, um, which is, I, I have a lot of stuff about that <laughs> already. Uh, Fred Armisen is going to be Cranky Kong. Uh, well, Jack Black is Bowser. Jack Black is Bowser. I forgot about, there are so many other Jack people. Black is Bowser. Like, how could you predict the School of Rock guy? <laughs> You know, and go, the Kung Fu Panda. I was yeah. gonna say, I think of it more as Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, probably, that's you know? that's that's true. But like, you think of like Poe from Kung Fu Panda, you don't think translate Bowser. that to like deathly, like very scary Bowser. You yeah. know, nothing at all. No, mm. I, I. It's so weird to actually think of him as anything else. Even and, though 
he is going to need physical therapy considering how hard he's going to have to carry the movie. Oh, <laughs> man. I just... there There's a lot to unload with this, this unpack, you know, of, of this cast. And I'm both excited to see what's going to happen and at the same time dreading every moment of what the trailers are going to be like. Because it's, again, like Max was saying, it's made by the Illumination Studios. Um... There is going to be a trailer, definitely a trailer, where it has one of those pop songs like, what was it, the TikTok by Kesha? Yeah. Like, something <laughs> like that is going to be playing behind the, all the, the trailer stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't want to think about it, but I do. I have to. This <laughs> is my job. Um, but some of the other news that I, I was actually really excited about for this Direct was... Um, the Nintendo Switch Online service update yeah. uh, that, that's going to be happening uh, next month. It is going to be adding Nintendo 64 games. Um, and Sega Genesis. And Sega Genesis. I don't know mm. how they manage that. Like, how Sega was like, all right, yeah, just I mean, take the entire console library, basically, and like all the good stuff and just go through with it. But um, I imagine it has something to do with the major success of the Switch. You yeah. Know? I feel like a lot more companies are offering up their catalog because of, like, the portability and the trend that the Switch set as far as, like, yeah, this is this might be the future of what right. we're looking at here, you know? Mm -hmm. I, th I think it definitely is the future of gaming. And I, I always will say the Nintendo Switch is one of the greatest ways to get collections of old games. That's always been the biggest thing because you get the Phoenix Wright games, you get the Castlevania games, Mega Man, almost all the collections that you can think of for some of these retro games, they're, they're on, on the, the Switch. Switch. Mm -hmm. They're always on the Switch. It's portable, easy. It doesn't actually have to take like serious hardware, mm -hmm. like strength or anything like that. So it's perfect for stuff like that. So I, I, I guess I could see Sega, but it's... I don't know, just a little bit weird to see it with that Nintendo Switch Online uh, service service logo just kind of taped onto it. Mm. It's just, come a long way since, what, 30 years ago? Like 30 years ago, they, they would have definitely been killing each other <laughs> if yeah. they, they looked at each other like dead in the eye. Oh, yeah. Um, Sega does what Nintendo, I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, those were some good times. Blast even though processing. I, technically wasn't around back then but that's besides the point um i i think that we should get into the the topic actually because oh. th that's really the only news that we really had because i i would recommend watching that direct there is a whole lot to go for and some of it is niche some of it i'm not sure how many people like really go into like some of the, the action adventure games like bayonetta stuff yeah, like that right um, so I, I think that we're going to go into another niche <laughs> topic, uh, and does anybody want to say what the game we're going to be talking about? Like, we're going to be talking about Dark Souls. Yeah. My, <sighs> my guilty pleasure. Either that or Soulsborne in general, but mm -hmm. Dark Souls mainly. I'm going to be taking the back seat for this one yep. because I've done enough cussing yelling when mm -hmm. i'm playing these games uh -huh. and these guys can actually finish the bosses <laughs> i'm just here cussing at my dead body yep. so take it away guys what, uh, what do you guys want to talk about first uh, uh, yeah uh so dark souls for those who don't know which honestly it's kind of hard not to know what it is at least vaguely mm -hmm. it's a uh, action rpg type thing uh that's notoriously known to be difficult mm. you know there's this whole trend of some people saying oh this is the dark souls of like yeah you know back in 2017 when the crash insane trilogy came out somebody said it's the dark souls of 3d platformers <laughs> that's yeah. what, that started a whole thing but that trend is absolutely ridiculous by mm. the way it's yeah. actually really funny because donkey just released a video talking about how almost all the reviews they do say it's like the batman you know yeah, it really movie. makes you feel like that makes you feel yeah. like batman it's kind of like the batman like uh gameplay or oh, yeah. it has the dark souls 
difficulty and it's like come on don't don't yeah just, where's yeah, the don't, originality don't be reductive right like, they they have their own creativity don't just narrow it down to it's like dark souls mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that but i mean what can i ask you uh how did you get the dark souls bug because everyone has a story with it so i was watching uh so i watch uh the completionist mm, yeah and one of his videos is on dark souls too and I was like, oh, well, I just got, like, a PS3. This was back in, like, 2016. I got one second hand from a friend. I was just like, oh, well, I can just get Dark Souls 2. Let's see what this is about. Right. I really liked it. And I was like, okay, I'll get Dark Souls 1 now. And that wasn't as good because on PS3 it's, like, horribly optimized. I just waited until I got a PS4 until I could get everything. Mm-hmm. So that's – oh, yeah. Also, I bought Bloodborne. And I was like – Mom, Dad, you need to get me a PS4. Like, I have the Bloodborne. I need to play it. Yes. Well, for me, as a child, I was deprived of a lot of nice exclusive PlayStation games because I was an Xbox kid growing up. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's a guilty thing to admit, too, nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember it was for free on the Xbox store one day, and I downloaded it. And I got my ass kicked <laughs> by the skeletons. Was it the 360 like yeah. Xbox Gold? I, I got think that so. too. Yeah. yeah. It just <laughs> appeared in everyone's thing, maybe. And I just was like, when oh, did I get it. this? And I think at the same time, like I was watching PewDiePie or something and he was playing. Also oh, yeah. a really ashamed thing to admit. But um <laughs> this is before everything. But yeah, he uh yeah (laughs) but this was this was uh this was a pretty defining moment because i opened that game i walked right into the graveyard i got my ass kicked by the skeletons and then i put it down for three years and never touched it until dark souls 3 came out and then i played that and loved it yeah i i remember actually when i i started i was playing it with my uh one of my best friends back at home Mm. and you know we just downloaded it on my 360 i was like all right i've heard it's difficult let's see how it is and usually it has a very non-linear like direction. Design. Yeah, yeah, design and direction of right. like where to go. And honest to God, I mean I was like thirteen something fourteen maybe at the time. And I remember thinking that the game might be broken mm. or something like that so much that there was just no way to actually get to where you need where, you where you're supposed to. to be. Yeah. And I just thought this game sucks. I'm going home or something like that. I just that was, uninstalled. That's the cruel part about Dark Souls One. Mm-hmm. You you literally spawn in the Firelink Shrine and it and the place you're supposed to be is behind you. Right. Like you look forward, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to go down those stairs. No, you go into a you end up in a valley full of dragons. And yeah. Like, breathe lightning on you. I know. It- but that opens up a conversation to level design because, oh my God, this game kicks your ass, but it is so beautiful to look at. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like the first one in particular, mm. how it links together. Like you can see, for example, uh, from down from Blight Town at the pretty much bottom of the world, you can see like the you can see the big plateau and orlando is on Mm -hmm. like all that stuff it's all rendered in at once so there's like no breaks unless it's somewhere special like the dlc but that's Mm -hmm. beside the point i was gonna say dlc will always be like that yeah it's just incredible yeah when i first discovered like how the map interconnects and stuff i think that might have been the clicking point yeah where i was like okay but I keep like it. yeah, but keep yeah. it. But keep in mind, my actually first Dark Souls experience was with Dark Souls Three. I got it right when it came out because there was a knight on the cover, and I was like really Ooh. into fantasy at the time. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, that was like peak Tolkien phase, peak yeah. Skyrim Ooh. phase, oh. everything like that. So I was like, knight on the cover. I'm gonna try this out, and then I realized, oh, this is the sequel to that game that kicked my ass three years ago. But I'm gonna give it a shot, and I I don't know. Would you say three is the easiest? I don't know. I think I'd say two is mm. the easiest, but three is like it's kind of it's weird. It's very like, approachable. Yeah, like I mean, the bosses are really difficult, mm. but you know, some of the other stuff can be circumvented a bit easier because 
you're a bit faster than usual and yeah. you have more mobility and stuff right that that's where my brother is he's the dark souls nut in my family mm-hmm. um and he he loves bloodborne dark souls all that stuff he finished sekiro maybe three times now mm-hmm. um i mean he loves the series and three was actually where he did you know start off with i think that's the only dark souls game though that he likes just because he likes the fast-paced action yeah, when it comes to like sekiro that that's where he's like okay i love this but when it comes to like one and two dark souls it doesn't click with him yeah. not as much three three uh was developed alongside bloodborne so they both kind of leaked into each other like mm-hmm. there's a whole subset of enemies in three that i would consider bloodborne rejects mm. they're just like super fast and yeah you just have to like respect or else they'll just murder you in yeah seconds more faster than most dark souls enemies right i think yeah the you should also draw a distinction between dark souls bloodborne and Sekiro, which are all under the same like, umbrella from software games but yeah. all designed by miyazaki yeah from what it, i understand well right? except for dark souls 2 right right i feel like that explains a lot yeah it's way different it's like i don't know it's kind of weird like that isn't that like your least favorite one yeah it's my least favorite one especially the part in the beginning where they're like oh yes you're going to die a lot (laughs) and i I don't want to be told that i'm gonna have a hard time with this game the other ones are like oh well you gotta fight these like big dudes go do that right yeah, I'm I'm on that same train. I'm not the biggest fan of two. It's a, a kind of an experience on its own, but yeah, it definitely sort of fell out of the the trend that they were building up to, um, and it wasn't the best sequel, but still had a decent time playing it. I like yeah. how unique it is, mm-hmm. um, but I do not like the mobility in that game at all. Yeah, I do not no. like how heavy you feel throughout mm-hmm. it and how slow you move and how when you drink the Estus Flask, it takes like. 10 minutes and unless like, you know invest into adaptability then mm. there, there's a lot to it there yeah. is a lot to it and that's where i kind of fall out where i'm i hear max you know he, mm-hmm. he's my roommate so whenever he talks about like demon souls dark souls any of that stuff and he's like oh you got to do this 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 my brain just shuts off immediately it's one of those like okay. malfunction overloads and it just hard shut down <laughs> i'm like oh no, no I, I what did you don't say? get it don't yeah. didn't hear you for the past like 10 minutes mm-hmm. well that's fine because we can nerd out so what's your preferred build oh uh, my preferred build oh um, yes please i bet this is the one time someone asked you that question yeah <laughs> mm, it's hard to i don't know like i kind of like to go for paladins mm. you know like you know strength faith type stuff okay so i can actually have more healing than estus if i really need it Mm -hmm. and also i can use like you know some of the cooler weapons that don't make me feel like a weeb yeah (laughs) i when i first played i tried to go for the pyromancer build because at the time i was really into game grumps and i think that's the build that they put together Uh and after that i realized like i cannot do magic at all and I need I need to be behind a shield. I need to be behind like a, a long sword. So I I started doing just standard knight builds, mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about with strength and um, but st- strength with with long sword and then um, a bow to cheese with. Yeah. So I would I would dex put a little bit in the dex. I wouldn't go full dex like yeah. some people critique for, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting like dynamic you mm-hmm. can have all these different builds i mean it usually ends up with melee weapon shield maybe mm-hmm. casting catalyst but right and that is why one of my favorite souls like games is demon souls um because that one's the easiest one to cheese i think yeah mm-hmm. the ai is the most dated yeah like, <laughs> and not to mention some of the the magic and everything it's yeah, the, really easy to cheese with it yeah yes. like a few I think I mentioned this last week, but I beat Demon Souls in like a day because I was sick. I was like, <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Like, that's I'll just, awesome. I'll just play Demon Souls. I ended up beating it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, there's a there's a spell in that. There's Firestorm. 
that oh, spell. Yeah. It's like super powerful in Demon Souls. You can just one hit bosses with it if you're lucky enough. Yeah. I just remember that day I was going on my PS5 just playing like Death Loop or something like that, and then mm-hmm. I noticed he was playing Demon Souls. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I went back on my PS5 again, and he's still playing Demon <laughs> Souls. I'm like, okay. And I, again, I, I decided to go like on Netflix or something like that. <laughs> Demon Souls. I was like, what is going on here? What is what is happening? And then he came out of his room. He's like, I beat Demon Souls. I was like, are you kidding me? He did all of that in one day. He's like, yes. Oh, my gosh. I bet your dorm room's awesome. The land parties must be incredible. <laughs> oh, Mario Kart, it gets a little too uh, competitive. A little too real. Um, yeah. Super Mario 3D World, I remember when... Back we were in the dorm. Uh, we were worried we were going to get noise complaints because... We were screaming at screaming each other so much. Why did you just kill <laughs> yeah. someone else for the, the crown? crown? Yeah, stuff like that. I anyway. Ha- I have those stories, too. When I was in high school, um, my friend group and I would all gather at my house for you know a sleepover or whatever, and we'd play video games until 1 in the morning or whatever, and then everyone, one by one, would fall asleep, right? Yeah. And then I would be the last person awake. And when everyone was asleep, I'd look around, make sure the coast is clear. And then I'd play Dark Souls until like five in the morning. Serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was that was a, a, a that happened a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. Wow, mm-hmm. you guys just all right. Yeah, it's just one crazy. of those. It's just one I of those that. games. I get that. Metroid is the same way with me. So I get. Yeah, you that. just you just memorize everything, and then you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, I can just you know beat this in a few hours if yeah. I want. All right. I you know there's so much to appreciate in it though like it's it's this I guess it's like this perfect um contradiction where like you are just getting your ass handed to you over and over again until you get the hang of it and but it's so pretty to look at it's so interesting when you start to get in the lore and stuff like mm-hmm. that and like it's I don't know I like I'm I feel liberated on this podcast, so I'm just going to go, like, full nerd. I watched Vadi Vidya, you know that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much back in the day. And yeah. all these Dark Souls, like, lore explanation videos. Prepare to cry. I would fall asleep to that because yeah. it was, like, so soothing. Yeah, he just has, like, the smoothest he like, voice. The Australian, just, like, yeah. man. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. And they're, and they're very well put together, yeah. very well researched. and mm-hmm. yeah. He has a child now. That's insane. <laughs> How could a Dark Souls player have a child? <laughs> There's just no way. It's I know. Impossible. No, he just reads lore to his kids. <laughs> Honestly, I could see that. Oh, that would be beautiful. Oh my god, I would I would grow up a happy kid with that. I think uh, that would be like the most confident child because they do not fear anything after that's true. hearing all that. Lore. It's it's all horror stories, especially Bloodborne. Oh my oh. god. I know some of the lore of that, and I'm that. That's yeah, yeah. I've I've regaled people. Oh, it's 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 straight Lovecraft. Uh It is it is horrifying. I I I did actually get rather far in Bloodborne until I stopped, Mm. and my brother and I did that. Yeah, Uh, because yeah, by myself I can't do it. But um, some of the settings of Bloodborne, Mm -hmm. like I wanted to get remastered or something because. I can only imagine what the backdrops would look like if I got a screenshot of it. If I had like a, if PS5 had themes and mm. you could get those screenshots just yeah. like on the PS4, I really want to have some of those like Bloodborne, like re- uh, Blood Moon, yeah, you know, like oversets and everything just on my PS5 yeah. wallpaper. The Gothic buildings and yeah. stuff oh like God. that. Yeah, that. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's and that's back again. These games are so hard, but they're so they're designed so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, there's points where it's not that great. Like, sure, you know, for one, you know, all the way up until Anne Orlando, it's like some of the best game i've ever played mm-hmm. and then after it just drops so hard for some reason that's true yeah because right after Anne orlando you're you ring the bell right, you, no you put down the lord vessel and yes all the places open up and... yeah and then you have to collect the souls that, that honestly yeah the ringing the bells and collecting the lord the, the lord vessel, vessel yeah. is kind of the beef of the game and then collecting the actual lord souls is pretty tedious i just like go beat the four kings and i'm just like okay i'm done like i don't need to go beat gwyn or whatever yeah i honestly 
Yeah, sorry, Mike. You're just like <laughs> I'm here, like cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. The the Tomb of Giants might be <sighs> the worst level of any video game. I, I don't. I think I don't dislike the Lost Isolith more. Yeah, because at least the Tomb of the Giants has patches in it. That's true. That's true. But like, if I if I have to slide down coffins, oh, oh coffins into the uh, abyss. But with giant skeletons shooting you from I think nowhere. I've seen this place. Yeah, yeah. no, screw that. That, that. That's not good. Yeah. The yeah, Lost Isolith, that's like I appreciate the level design there because it's kinda like trying to be hell, right? Yeah. But yeah. the boss is terrible. I Land hate boss I hate bosses where you have to just platform. basically platform and like do like, you know Avoid. obtain like do some sort of objective, you yeah. know? Well, the biggest thing about that, I have seen that boss too. Mm-hmm. The thing is, can you consider Dark Souls a platformer? No, not at all. <laughs> not at Why all. Why do they so, make a platforming boss in a Souls game yeah. where you take fall damage? That's... No, you don't. You don't take fall damage in this fight. It just takes its giant tree arms and sweeps you into its holes, and you die instantly. Oh yeah, it's okay, instant no, death. Never mind. That's even. That's <laughs> oh, even it's worse. awful. Oh my gosh. And not to mention, in order to jump in any Souls game, it's like a whole process. You, you either have to get a running up. start. Yeah. You have to like hit a button twice, like exactly time it right. It's horrible. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know whose idea that was, but. I don't know. Dark Souls sounds just, a little bit like Crash Bandicoot to me right now. They just. Okay, I think. They actually ran out of time, and they had to, like, slap something together. They actually, from software, publicly apologized for the bed of chaos That's fight. crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that. They, they fixed it in the remaster, but They whatever. have gotten so far from software. I mean, it, it's really wild because I have seen a little bit of their, like, library before mm-hmm. Dark Souls and Demon Souls, and they, they were very very niche and even dark souls and demon mm. souls that was very niche it's wild to think that it is one of those games where you mention it and it has like a reputation and it's yeah. a, a it's showcase you know like it's a launch title now for like ps5 that mm-hmm. is wild to think that that it's is like now a big thing that they advertise a lot right like, right crazy crazy yeah. times there's there's youtube channels just dedicated to covering every from software game like i i don't know if you've seen there's this uh the elden ring updates elden ring oh, is yeah. the next from software game yeah. there's an account dedicated to daily postings like do we have any new news, news yeah. about elden ring like someone dedicated their life to doing that and they're on day like maybe 500 right now it's yeah. crazy they're just no there's something similar to that pre uh, relevant to our previous topic, the mm. Nintendo Direct, there was this joke Twitter account about is there Bayonetta news today? <laughs> and up until yesterday, it was like, oh, there is no news. It was the same image every single day. Yeah. And yesterday, it was there is news. Wow. Everyone was freaking out. <laughs> That's insane. I love accounts like that. People that dedicated, like, they dedicate their lives so hard to these games. Oh, my gosh. With Metroid Dread, when it got announced, there was immediately a gimmick account about counting down mm. when it comes out uh-huh. like i used to follow that until nintendo started to get a little too spoilery with their, mm. their trailers and i was like okay i can't i can't, can't do Twitter this anymore, anymore. Yep. yeah um it, it's wild to see all those gimmick accounts like there are so many people who love these games mm. yeah and dedicate it a lot more than whatever you know mm-hmm. we could do yeah yeah well since i have another dark souls expert in here I am just starting like my first real playthrough of Bloodborne. I have been able okay. to play it like when my friends bring over PS4s and stuff like that, but now I live with someone who owns a PS4 that said they would uh, let me, you know, play do a it. full playthrough. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. What is your best advice going into that? Hmm, I don't know. So, have you started it yet? I have. Yes, I I am like probably halfway to um Cleric Beast. Ah. Okay, uh, so what I recommend you do, I recommend you pretty much just pump points into vitality mm. and skill. Okay. Because vitality, of course, increases your health. Uh, get your endurance up to like 15 or 20, because mm-hmm. you don't really need that much. And then your skill increases your visceral attack damage. Oh, good. So 
you'll be able, if you know how to gun parry well, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to do like really big numbers later in the game. Okay. That's good. I, I think you also brought up like, yeah, if you know how to do this, it's nice that like with Soulsborne games, if you pick up basically the general gist of how they work with parrying and like knowing how to dodge and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can pick up almost any game. I think the one exception with that is Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, that is my one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I love that one. I need to get better at it, mm-hmm. but I love that game to death. Mm-hmm. I love the setting. I love the the characters, the design of the world, everything mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, um, it's the most linear mm-hmm. of them all, but it still has some mm-hmm. echoes. Would you say it's the most linear? I don't think so. Really? Dark Souls 3 might take that cake. Really? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, it still has a lot of uh, echoes of like non-linearity when you can go do... There, there, there's a lot of optional bosses in yeah. Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I love that because they set out the lore a lot more than some of the other From yeah, Software games. Yeah, it's a more direct story. Much more direct. Mm-hmm. Um. And especially with, like, the memories and stuff like that, you really get a sense of who this character is that you play and his role in everything. And the combat is so good. Like, every time that I do a perfect parry or something like that and I see that, like, little... Or hear the little, like, clinks and stuff Mm. when it's just right, it just... It's so good. <laughs> it's so awesome. And that I, I get what you mean yeah. when it comes to those perfect parries and stuff where mm-hmm. when you get it right, there is an indescribable amount of dopamine yes. that just enters your body. And oh, you're like, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I, think, I think those games from software games are just perfect at balancing the amount of, like, ass-kicking you get with the amount of satisfaction you get, yeah. you know? Because, you know, you got to get, you know, a little bit yeah. of your ass kicked just so you can feel that satisfaction when you finally mm-hmm. overcome the hurdle. Like, the amount of times that I kept dying to a boss and then I actually beat it, mm-hmm. I scream. I'm like, yes, <laughs> finally! <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff where I, I love watching some of those people do the, the little highlight reels mm. of them finally defeating that one boss that has been yeah. kicking their ass, you see the, like the joy. The joy and sometimes the hilarious moments like in Sekiro where you have to do a shinobi execution and they <laughs> make you do like an extra button input to kill someone. Oh. There are some people who don't Just realize put that it down. and they oh, die no. instantly. Oh, wow. And they're like, why? Why did they do this to me? <laughs> and it is so funny. It is so just funny. Wait, just wait until they reach the the gorilla. The yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've heard so many things about that boss who I That's cannot get to. Because uh, if you haven't picked up, I am awful at Sekiro. I can't even get past the first boss because it's just like I cannot oh, the get chain, the, the chained ogre. I can't get yeah, the rhythm of that game at all. Yeah, that's like honestly, that's like a massive hurdle like if you can beat the chained ogre you're pretty much set for the rest of the game for the most part yeah for the most part except for like you know the final boss that's brutal but but. that's just that's brutal just mechanics for a second why did they make the decision to like if you die enough times then it starts to have effect on like the on the world and like the characters because i am such a completionist where i'm like pcs start dying and stuff or, or the um NPCs. not the NPCs like I feel like I'm missing out up on a part of the game. Yeah, I got so you. I'm like, w- how do I do this? Like I have to be good, or else I can't play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, for that, I, I mean, I honestly never really had much of an issue with it mm-hmm. because usually by the time I ended up getting everyone sick with dragon rot, it was. I already had gotten one of those curative items so I could just reverse it. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, you have to oh. go, you go back to the to the temple, talk to uh, Emma, and she'll be all like, oh, well, I'll research like a way to cure it. And then you just pop it at a, shri- at a shrine thing, and it'll be fine. 
think huh. it gave me anxiety when I was playing through it because I saw the dragon rot thing and every now and then it'd say like it increased. I'm like, no, don't make <laughs> don't make me feel bad that I'm I suck at this. Game. Like, exactly, this, your suckage is making everyone <laughs> sick. <laughs> exactly, that's how it feels. It just every time that you just reawaken at one of those shrines, everyone just kind of like groans a little bit. Like, come on, man, we're <laughs> we're dying here. My stomach's really hurting, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. No, no, it's the main symptom is coughing, so it's is it COVID. Co- <laughs> Come on, man! I that's even worse. That's too untimely. That, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I I want to add this in here because um, I'm really glad you invited me on. In this job I currently have, I do not get a lot of time for video games at all. Um, in fact, like when I first got to college and I started doing CM life and stuff, my, I went from like playing video games, like, you know, 10 hours a week to like, if I could like maybe an hour every month. Hmm. And it was like, it really like had an impact on me because like for my whole life, I had video games were a big part of my life. I was yeah. a big Assassin's Creed kid. I played that a lot. Oh. And then, hmm. you know, every time things got really bad you know you get overwhelmed with classes you get stressed out and like you know something happens you just um, go unwind you know? yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's the it is my like it's my cure to put in and start up a dark souls game like i don't know what happens but it's like as soon as i start that um up again i'm like all right i'm gonna calm down things are gonna be okay i'm in my element i'm in my element <laughs> i can control this world in some way you know mm-hmm. like it's it those games are really important to me it's 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 a whole thing. Like uh-huh. I I really like Dark Souls. Yeah, you guys are actually making me like consider feel something yeah. about Dark Souls, where I'm like, the... Mike's heart grew three times. That day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should just have one of those signs that just says like Mike's heart's been restored or something like that. Yeah, humanity restored. Humanity yeah, restored. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should, dude. You should play it. Like, give it another try. I know. I. I just have an issue in a certain way where, like, I have so many games that I should be playing, mm-hmm. and when I, I die so many times, I'm like, I could be playing, I, I could be gaming somewhere else, man. Like, I, I got some other stuff that I got to try, and... Maybe what you guys should do is, at least for the um, the bosses and, like, for the first part of the game, try to get co-op going. Maybe like Max oh, can that... put down the soapstone and you can play together and clear yeah. levels together. That could be really fun. Yeah, that would actually be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we're only in like his PS5's in the living room, mm-hmm. mine's in my bedroom. So we yeah. probably just like, you know, kind of yell to each other. Yeah, it <laughs> could work. You do realize the PS5 has a built-in microphone. Microphone and yeah, it's, I just feel like as the the feedback, you know, it might do that. No, <laughs> remember we it's were not playing? that loud. Yeah, no. Remember we were doing a split gate, and we just mm-hmm. did we have feedback? No, we didn't. We didn't use the mics at all. Mm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was fun though. Yeah, uh, we. So there, there's another person on CM Life mm-hmm. that that's our roommate named yeah, Tapas. Right. Um, and he sometimes talks about how hilarious it is listening to us play some games mm-hmm. because sometimes we'll just be in like full like oh oh you know type of mode yeah, where we're yeah. just going crazy <laughs> i call it a uh, gorilla mode i'll start making like monkey noises <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally every now and then he'll do like a headshot and split game we're like <laughs> <laughs> seth rogan's donkey kong that's what it'll be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't it's awesome you had to bring that up. Yeah, right? I know. You got a callback. That's, yeah. Callback is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, that game games have always been a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when I was God, like three years old, mm-hmm. my brother he would be doing uh, Smash Bros on the N sixty four. Right. And I'd be the one with a, a controller in my hand, but it wasn't like plugged in. Oh, yeah. I'm winning. Oh, yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> yep. And then he kicked my ass in Mario like tennis or something. And I cry. Um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. He didn't care if I cried. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, it just, it's always been something that I, I, I can understand. I can relate to you mm-hmm. when it comes to Dark Souls. Phoenix Wright, back when I was in middle school, was one of those games where 
I could just shut down, you mm-hmm. know, shut off the world and just be a lawyer solving a crime case. And for yeah. you, that's Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Right. It was definitely that. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, that's me with Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Also, Monster Hunter. Like, Monster Hunter's great, therapeutic too. Oh, my for gosh. Me Monster Hunter Rise. I don't know. You, I, I would recommend it. I only played World. Um, but That's I played so that good. with some friends, and that was hella good time. Uh-huh. Say, anytime you get people together for Monster Hunter, it is always a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to watch Nate complain about Kezu for. <laughs> yeah, they. He just got a switch, and he's been going through all the monsters, and we're just mm-hmm. kind of laughing about some of the stuff that he complains about. <laughs> oh yeah, because if you want. It's one of those games where, like, okay, we all have to agree to buy Monster Hunter at the same time, figure out, like, a week to play it, you know, because it's, like, if you get left behind, good it's luck. So hard. It's good so luck. Gotta, come back. Yeah. Yeah, like, for one of the hub quests, I was like, oh, well, there's this really tough monster. You want me to help you? I'm, like, high, I've beaten the game. Yeah. And... He was just like, okay, sure. I literally went in there and, like, beat it on my own. And he <laughs> yeah, had he to beat sharpening. it once mm-hmm. on... I, he had to beat it once on his own, and he, it took him, like, ten tries. That's, that's 30 full feints. Uh-huh. That's, oh. that's impressive somewhat. It is impressive, <laughs> but that that's in its own right. Yeah. Um, Sorry we got off topic. This is the Dark Souls episode. This is the Dark Souls episode. <laughs> I just, I, it's very liberating to be on here. Like I said, I haven't talked video games in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So. Of course. All right. Um, uh, I think that we should get in. Yeah, I, I think that we're about to head into the final part of our yeah. episode. So, uh, just to close for the Dark Souls thing, mm-hmm. uh, to go back to what I said earlier, you know, every game is the Dark Souls of whatever mm. genre. Just how it's so like weird to think how much influence Dark Souls has had on the games industry since it came out. Like that, it's all of a sudden made it so. It's really created like the difficulty conversation yeah. for mm-hmm. games. Like, th- should there be an easy mode for you know, like Sekiro stuff right. like that? Yeah, I was really prevalent with that. I think I heard something really, like, you know, uh, it kind of rang true that Sekiro, considering that you can't have help from other people the difficulty discussion came up with like more prevalence with that because you know you again you can't summon online co-op help mm. or whatever i think that with a single player game i know that it, you know it's always the, the direction of the developer like hey i want it to be difficult right but again it, it was always the discussion of you know uh disabled gamer stuff like that where they might not be able to keep up with what the developer wants. Mm-hmm. And in a certain way, it's a single-player game. What harm could a difficulty mode, mode do? Yeah, exactly. Sure. That's I'm, my take. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't really know where I stand on that because I'm also of the opinion that games are art, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wouldn't um, ask, you know, an artist to paint... Um, something without do the same painting but without color for a a colorblind person right um i mean you know maybe that discussion can be opened up but at the same time i think you know when it's their art they want to do it in a certain way and if mechan and mechanics are part of that so difficulty i think is just part of the artistic statement i understand that yeah another stroke of the painting yeah mm-hmm. it could be a it could be a definitely a topic for discussion though oh mm-hmm. definitely yeah. Yeah. i think that was a very profound you know opinion take on it yeah besides you know get good yeah right? that, that always gets really tiring <laughs> when i hear that oh, yeah. it's like, come on i'm trying <laughs> yeah we didn't talk about the dark souls community as oh, a whole God. though that's a whole other episode that's but... another yeah, if you, my communities in general it's oh yeah. sure animal yeah. crossing yeah yeah maybe <gasps> if you yeah if, if you do take something away from this episode do not pay attention to the dark souls community just go in with an open mind just ignore everything you've heard and you know start also, fresh uh make sure you i i don't know if that's possible but on pc try to get like some sort of anti-cheat mm. because there's no 
way f- they they didn't put in any of it, so they're just hackers everywhere. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they like about walk that. up to you, hit you, and you're cursed, and you die instantly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's a good way to end. <laughs> um. This is these are great games. Just you know, with anything like. You know, all the great things, you got to ignore the fan base, right? Again, and I, I think that for you guys, it's definitely a 10 out of 10 game. And, again, like 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 you've said before, you know, it's they it does have its problems. And I think everybody, I, I think this is always a good thing to talk about. When it comes to those 10 out of 10 perfect games that you consider, it doesn't have to be, to be absolutely perfect. There doesn't. You know, it can have flaws. It can have areas where there are hiccups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Like Metroid Prime, I know a lot of people have problems with it. I know people have problems with the original Resident Evil, you know, mm-hmm. remake game mm-hmm. for the GameCube. I think those are perfect games. Right. Yeah. But they definitely have their own problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that people should understand it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Perfect right. in every facet. Right. Uh, the education system. Mm. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> Anything um, below a 7 out of 10 is garbage, apparently. Yep. <sighs> that used to be me. That used to be me as a kid. Being like, <laughs> if it isn't 7 out of 10, it ain't good. Yeah. And he... Yeah. That's a That's whole, a other, whole other topic. But let's get into the final part where we do a random game every week. Basically, mm. we get a little picker wheel and uh, uh, basically go around and okay. see what they choose and we, we got got Sekiro. Sekiro. Oh, wow. Yeah, Very just, fitting. Yeah, we talked about it just a little I mean, honestly for the wheel we did more souls like some stuff mm. just to kind of fit in the topic. But yeah, uh so we already talked about it earlier, but uh I mean, honestly my opinion on it is that it's an excellent game. It is uh, a fantastic. Game. Yeah. Um it has Oh, like a pristine combat system. Mm. Mm-hmm. Almost all of the bosses are like superb. The worst one is like middling in terms of the Soulsborne franchise. Mm. There is not that much wrong with the game, yeah. and I get why it got 2019 Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Vin Diesel saying Sekiro, Shadows Sekiro that- twice. That it made my heart just grow a little uh-huh. bit, you know. Yeah. It made me happy. Yeah. Um, For me, it's it's mad. too hard. But I, if y'all want to come over and show me how to play it, I would be honored. I was gonna say Max is the greatest <laughs> master at these games. Okay. Yeah, I, I they added a uh, boss rematch mode. Ooh. Uh, and I'll sometimes just be like, oh, I want to fight the final boss again. He does that regularly. And I just beat it. I'm like, okay, cool. That was fun. Yeah. Just, to, just to promote how good the game is, can you explain the first time you fought the final boss in Sekiro? What, what are you talking about? Do you remember when you were going absolutely, like, feral during it? Oh, no. No? no? I don't remember. I thought you were telling me that you had, like, heart palpitations. Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was Bloodborne. Oh. Was that, okay, it was Bloodborne. That was, a, that was the first DLC bus. Oh, boss. Orphan of Coast? That was oh. Ludwig. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a story. I was, like, playing Bloodborne, right? And I had, like, a plus six sauce beard. This is like way under equipped for <laughs> Ludwig. He's like a really hard boss. And I somehow beat it in one try without like I waste used up all my blood vials. Mm. And by the end I felt like I was about to have a heart attack, but that's <laughs> He was telling me he was like oh, oh, <laughs> just freaking out while he was playing. Gorilla mode was activated, <laughs> yes. Like, uh-huh. He was just going insane, uh-huh. I guess. And I, I always love hearing that story because that's always what I think about when mm-hmm. I'm playing through a Dark Souls game. Like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Sekiro, the final boss, um, in the normal format, is four phases. It's two separate bosses with four different death blow mm. counters. And... It's so insane. Yeah, like, you, you beat the first one. And you're like, oh, okay, that was easy. And then the second one shows up and has three. And you're like, oh, no. No, no, no please. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a great game where, yeah, it does have... It's, it's really neat because 
with like the the boss counter and everything it's not just one single bar and that's it Mm -hmm. there might be stages where it is a very very long health like line and stuff that you just have to keep depleting until Mm -hmm. there all those little counters are gone and you do that shinobi execution it always satisfies you when 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 you actually finish Mm -hmm. uh, a boss because usually those shinobi executions are great they are absolutely insane the animation is always just out of this world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean it's it's all around just a great time especially with the characters some of the the japanese lore and like ideas and stuff it's so neat it's one of those games Mm -hmm. where i just look at it i'm like it's so cool yeah and going back to what you're saying about like the shinobi executions like that's what we're saying about like from software games just somehow they have an understanding of how people's brains work where it's uh-huh. like they will give you just the right amount of punishment and then reward you yeah, at just the just, right time yeah it just gives you like a rush mm-hmm. like and also uh despite the fact that this game works best with the japanese dub because you know mm. set in japan right uh if you play it with the English dub, it has, like, really great voice acting as per from Soft Usual. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and yeah. Also, it has some really funny lines, like uh, the armored warrior yelling Robert when you <laughs> yeah. knock him down. Donkey ruined that entire thing for me. <laughs> no, the I'm Donkey. Yeah. My name's Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> that just killed it for me. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it is a sad thing when you actually look at the lore. God. <laughs> yeah, no, the, that Robert is that guy's son, and he's been looking for him for like, years. Like, that's just sad. That is so sad. And don't you just ruin that entire moment. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what From Software feels after seeing, like, like all right, moment's ruined. He ruins a lot of things for me. But <laughs> Death Loop kind of got ruined just a little bit when he yeah. did the kick loop stuff. That yeah. it's a great concept. But yeah, no, it's so easy to actually kill people <laughs> with the kicks. I have not been see- I have not played Death Loop, but I've heard it's like one of the biggest phenomenons of this year besides like Amogus or something. Amogus. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that's actually what we probably are going to be talking about next oh. episode. Um, uh, we're going to be do. talking about the PS5, the P- Xbox Series X. Just, like, how many people have actually been able to get that and mm. how they feel about... Because Deathloop, that's a PS5 exclusive, you know, besides PC. But even then, don't go to the PC one. It doesn't exactly have great performance. performance. Yes, it's the Denuvo anti-cheat. Right. So I, I think that that's, you know, a great place to end. Yeah. Um. Thank you all for just listening, and thank you so much for being here, Mike. This was so much fun, guys. I'll come back anytime, and please please check out my podcast if you want. It's called Soundcheck. We talk music. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll catch you later. See ya. Thank you.